0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Movement Docs Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm Mike. And we're just two guys who want to help students and clinicians grow in the field of rehab. Welcome to the show. <laughs> hey guys, and welcome to episode 23 of the Movement Docs Podcast. Today we have a special guest, Brent Hardy. An athletic trainer down in Pensacola, Florida, and strength coach. Don't worry, I'm going to get to that part, Brent. Brent is a certified athletic trainer and strength and conditioning specialist. He attended the University of West Florida and Auburn University. Roll Tide. Currently, he's enjoying the paradise life in Gulf Florida, where he works as a performance specialist, doing his best to make people look more awesome than they already are. And I think you accomplish that primarily by just having them lift uh, those on it Captain America plates. Yes. just taking a lot of like artsy photos that's right um, <laughs> Mike and I would like to welcome Brent to the show Brent we're so excited that you're on with us look forward to having some great conversation
1: guys this is awesome looking forward to chatting um, what's also great too is I know both of you guys on a personal level and uh, being able to have some unique stories and I, Mike I threw in that more awesome part just for you <laughs> That made me giggle.
0: (laughs) And so one of the things I'm really interested in hearing from Brent is actually what the meaning of life is um, Mm. because we've been told that he alone holds it. The meaning (laughs) of life is to get swole and everything,
1: and that's what you need. No, no. Brain brain games, Actually, no, if, physical, physical, if you want games. to know what the true meaning of life is, is having a good sense of humor, and that is a true fact. You have to know when and where to be serious, but then also be humorous at the same time. Uh, luckily, we're in the PT hmm. uh, athletic training and sports medicine world, so we know where the humorous is located. So,
0: <laughs> Hi-Oh Mike. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up with him. I feel like he's going to have me running for my money. As far as, like, the the comedic – I mean, I've – my contract clearly said that I was the comic relief of this show, and now that he's infringing upon it, I we may have to – there may be some litigation after this podcast, Brent. Um, So, anyways, Mike, what what are our talking points today? What are are we going to talk about?
2: Uh, We're going to talk about a lot of different things. Uh, We are going to talk about the meaning of life, for sure, (laughs) in more different ways than one. Um, So we definitely will get into that. So that should be exciting. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about Brent's background, uh, where he came from, kind of things that motivate him a little bit, um, and talk about some strength conditioning principles as well. Uh, As is per usual on this show, and I have a feeling that we're already going to run down many of these, uh, but we're going to go down a few rabbit holes, probably multiple, um, and just kind of go wherever this podcast takes us. As per usual, <laughs> so that should be fine.
0: Just remember, Mike, not all those who wander are lost. Mm. We need to get that. Robert Frost, we need that, I think. Uh, Tolkien, <laughs> right? Although, if you mm. really want to piss off, uh, you know, you know how you, like you see those like memes where it's like, if you want to piss off like three groups of like nerds at once, it's like the girl standing in front of uh, a Darth Vader statue and she's like doing the Spock. Like, I live long and prosper, little Star Wars, Star Trek hand thing. Sorry, I messed up. That or my friend's mom. One one time, my friend's mom got a he, she, he got he got a text message from his mom, and it said something along the lines of like, um, I forget exactly the quote, but she was trying to talk video games with him, and she used Gandalf in connection with like the Ocarina of Time and like Harry Potter.
2: Oh and it was gosh. like
0: the most like horrible, just
2: yeah,
0: This bad. I don't even know what why I'm talking about this. What did what spurred me? <laughs> going, you, just, <laughs> you just went down
1: that rabbit hole, man. You dug and took a hard left, and then went right again.
0: Yeah, I should have taken a left at Albuquerque. Um, <laughs> how, how come this is just a random question for you? How come we always talk about people's background? Why don't we talk about their foregrounds?
1: Hmm. Because Just, I don't know. Because to go forward, you gotta go backward.
2: So you gotta know where they Ooh. came from to forward them. Hmm. So we understand our roots <laughs> and then we can build upon those and grow. That's right. Yes. I see. I like it. It's very philosophical. Oh, no, it was
0: the Tolkien thing. Like the, <laughs> yeah, that's
1: for um, like, no, You me. know what? I figured this out,
0: but I'm just gonna wait. Should we? Should I just get like? Should I just get like a millennial girl tattoo on my neck with like an anchor and like a bird that just says like "Not all those who wander are lost," and then probably like a Roman numeral off to the side.
2: <laughs> yeah. Done. I think you definitely like, need all that. Could you
0: just could you just make like the most millennial like basic white girl tattoo ever? Do I need, like, a Starbucks, like, latte, pumpkin spice latte in there, too?
2: I think so. And an Ugg boot, (laughs) for sure.
0: (laughs) Mike, what would you do if I welcome you back to Virginia wearing Ugg boots, holding a Starbucks pumpkin spice latte, wearing a North Face fleece, like, leggings, um, one of those, like, sorority girl, like, baggy shirts with the writing on the, the back of the shoulders, and then just had, like... Like a tattoo of like a, a Tolkien quote and like birds and anchors everywhere.
2: Hmm. I don't know. I'd probably drink the coffee. <laughs> Clever and I'd probably... nice. I
0: like
2: yeah. it. I do it's like some
1: coffee. I'm gonna take it and then I'm gonna leave. I mean it. you
0: just saw me like four days ago, so <laughs> if I was able to accomplish all that in like that short time, I would you I would imagine you'd probably be pretty impressed with me, but
2: um... I'm always impressed with you, Jake. <laughs>
0: At least someone is. (laughs) Um, Cool. So let's talk about Brent's foreground. My foreground.
1: Cool. Uh, So I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, originally played baseball my entire life. And that kind of geared me towards this profession. Um, I wanted to give back. To baseball, my parents actually introduced me to athletic training. They're like, Hey, here's this thing. A funny story I actually initially wanted to be a dolphin trainer and work at SeaWorld, train dolphins. Oh. So my parents were like, Please be a phase. Please be a phase.
0: <laughs> and uh, I
1: actually bought a book. I bought a book, you know, that talked about becoming a dolphin trainer, and they have death benefits at SeaWorld. Just details i found out oh, yeah death benefits i mean have you not seen blackfish
2: no it's a real thing no I've, okay, i haven't black even Fish. seen black swan <laughs> <Yeah>. but uh
1: <laughs> so i made the joke going i didn't become a dolphin trainer i came
0: a human trainer
1: that's my corny joke there but and,
0: and i have i have actually seen you like in real life make people literally jump through hoops and like balance balls on their nose so I think yeah, that yeah. you've been influenced by that book that you read that one time. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a medicine ball that they're, they're using on their head though. So they have a strong head on their shoulders. Uh, <laughs> but no, played baseball, loved it. Um, and I didn't want to get it right. You know, initially when I heard about athletic training, I wanted to be in the uh, major league baseball as an athletic trainer. And, but I just knew I just want to give back. I just knew it was the right thing to do. my parents, Uh, My dad was military. My brother's actually graduating from the Air Force Academy. And then so I was doing my clinical rotations and found out about the place I'm working at now with the military. I was like, man, that's the place that I want to be. But I kind of just pursued uh, my passion, which is going to be kind of one of those life lessons I'm going to be dropping in here out. Uh, I pursued it and uh, love it. Because um, after baseball, I went through a little depression because I identified myself with that. That's all I did. It's what I lived and breathed. And, but I do do. You know, I, I enjoyed helping people, and um, I'm here today. Uh, went to uh, you know UWF, got my degree there. Then went to Auburn for a year. It was a program where I was going to Fort Benning. So it was a it was a fall, spring, and summer semester, basically a two year program to one. Um, it's pretty crazy. I get up at 2am, drive to Fort Benning. It was uh, pretty brutal. I'll tell you that, but Hey, I'm not complaining now. Cause I'm in paradise now. That was not paradise. That was a uh, crazy time. Dang. Yep. But which was pretty cool too. is like, you know, from Atlanta, we always came down and visit Pensacola and that's kind of how it went and it university of West Florida. My parents like, Hey, there's a school down here. Why don't you go? I'm like, yep. I want to Georgia. This would be great for me. And um, and that's kind of also how I ended up at the Andrews Institute because I did all a lot of my clinical rotations
0: through there, and that's where I wanted to be. Nice man. Oh, Mike. Also, nice. fun fact about Brent's uh, background: he actually went to school mm. with my cousins. I did high school, and we we like found mm. that out when I was at. Uh, at exos last year. Cause we were, we were like randomly talking about that. Cause I was like, Oh, I've got family in Georgia. We're at Oh, Peachtree city. Oh my gosh. Like the bubble. I know that place. So golf
1: carts, cool. I'll tell you what I've been in two <laughs> golf cart accidents. I've been in, I've been in more golf cart accidents, knocking going to what car accidents. I, you know, it's crazy down there. For, for listeners, Peachtree city is known as the bubble and there's golf cart paths everywhere. Fourth of July, they hold a golf cart parade. Um, And then also our high school, you can Google this, type in Macintosh High School Parking Lot, and about a quarter of the parking lot is for golf carts, and it's full. It fills up every year. When you like turn 15, you get your learner's permit, you can drive by yourself to high school in a golf cart.
0: Mike, it's literally like there's just networks of golf cart paths throughout this entire community. Like, you can drive to Walmart in a golf cart. You can drive also to a golf course in a golf cart. But, like, you know, just anywhere and everywhere you need to go, you can drive in a golf and cart. They, and,
1: and they pimp out the golf carts. You put spinners, you oh put God, stairs, this you lift them. <laughs> they had limousine golf carts. I mean, whatever you name it, just say like, pimp my ride Peachtree City style and get an exhibit there for golf carts.
0: <laughs> it was – it's – Absolutely insane. And I would hear stories from my cousins about, like, people getting arrested for, like, drunk driving, like, in golf carts. It was a dude. I guess they made the paper at one point where there was a guy who was drunk, and he was hanging out with his blind friend. And he thought it was a good idea to have his blind friend drive because he wasn't drunk. But the drunk guy was giving him, like, directions on what to do. (laughs) So that obviously didn't end well. But, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's a very interesting community. And it was just so funny that, like, Brent Brent was, like, from there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I <laughs>
1: are from there. So Yeah, it's it's it was crazy.
0: And then we ended up in Pensacola together.
1: It's great. We changed lives every day. We try to.
0: Well, I mean, you you now that you have the Captain America plates, it's like just so much easier to do that.
1: Dude, no kidding, man. On it is on it, pun intended. You got those you know, everything, the Iron Man, cast iron kettlebells, and the just waiting for their uh, Thor hammer one day to come out. But they got the Spider-Man uh, battle ropes. I mean, it just makes working out way more fun because you're like, dude, I'm a superhero right now. And the military guys just eat it up, and then everybody else just, like, loves them. It's great. I mean, they are on it.
0: Again, using their name in a pun. (laughs) That's uh, one of my um, things that I do, so um, we'll kind of do that together. You'll you'll find that periodically throughout the the podcast here. I'm going to do things like that. So Um, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Like, what was it last time I used every single song track all title on Third Eye Blind's original or self-titled album, including the bonus track?
2: Yeah. <laughs> every single one. Yeah, it was like 10 minutes at the end of the last podcast, just <laughs> just throwing in puns with all their different <laughs> title tracks. It was impressive. <laughs> Very impressive. But, Brett, I had a question, too. Okay, so you... Um, at the University of West yes. Florida uh you were studying athletic training at that time is that right okay and you mentioned that you had um, yeah. some clinical rotations like through Andrews Institute and that kind of stuff just kind of curious like for our listeners out there who are interested in like pursuing athletic training or anything like that like can you speak to some of your clinical rotations and like some of the experiences that you had on there yeah um
1: Athletic training programs do a good job of kind of putting you amongst the high schools and, um, of course, planting you at the, the college that you're attending there. Uh, but I was also blessed to have the opportunity to work with the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, their inaugural season, and mm-hmm. be a part of that uh, for a BATS internship. I was looking to doing a PFATS for professional football, and that's what Jay got hey, to yo. do this past summer with the Redskins. And uh, uh, it was great. You know, it's, I definitely recommend when, you know, you're doing your clinical rotations to really take in the lifestyle because it all sounds great. And you're like, man, this is great. I mean, being a professional baseball player, I mean, uh, athlete trainer. And, but then it's like games are long. You gotta love the game. You gotta love watching the game because you're there all day and baseball seasons are long. So quality of life is huge. And I'll that gives me a point to where I'm working now, which, I have a healthy balance between a quality of life. Um, But I love the high school working with the football team and the baseball teams there. And uh, we actually have local, we have here weightlifting at the high schools here, which is pretty cool to be a part of. Um, Seeing like the females clean and jerk is insane, especially a girl that's like four Mm -hmm. foot tall and putting up double her weight. I'm like, wow, that's very impressive. Form wasn't that great, but you know what? That was impressive, you know? And... um, (laughs) Let's see here. The high school, you know, working – I mean, the colleges working with the teams there. Um, But the biggest things was uh, working with the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. And then uh, through Athletes Performance at the time, which is now EXOS, I did an internship there. I did a dual role where I was performance specialist intern, and I was able to do what you guys did there, but for about a five-week span on the rehab side. And that, which was great. And it kind of got me in the door and to get that experience and was like, man, I love this kind of life. And I love what's like seeing change actually happen here. Cause you have more control on like at a high school, there's a lot of things outside of your control. And then if you want to be in baseball, it's just, you gotta be aware of like travel a lot. Um, it's just a lot of stress on your life. If it's not what you want to do, if it's what you want to do, go for it. We had an athlete trainer, that says I want to be a professional baseball and he just nonstop, which she's actually a pretty cool inspirational story. He took the BOC three times failed every time he passed. I think it was wow. fourth time. And he's, um, uh, he's Japanese so he had to learn English, like how to read it, which is already hard. So he had that language barrier. And, um, he graduated from Troy, and he was like, "I want to be a professional in baseball." And he just kept saying it. That's what he wanted to do. He's, he did internships with like the Washington Redskins, uh, sorry Washington Nationals, and um, I don't know what the other team was. But now he's working with the Tampa Bay Rays, and he's actually he's he's, he's in it. He's he actually works uh, part time <laughs> with the major league team, if not full time on the like the rehab side of it. So. That was a pretty cool story for a guy that says, "This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. I'm going to get there, no matter how many times he stumbled and fell. He, he kept pursuing his passion.
2: God, I love that. What that reminds me of uh, that one quote from The Alchemist. Jake, I know you just finished reading that. Do you remember that one where it's like, "Oh, is uh, it the?
0: It's oh man, I forget. It's like the
2: you. One of the secrets to life is
0: um, falling down seven times but standing up eight. Or something like that yeah that's
1: actually that, that's in proverbs actually fall down the godly fall down seven times but stand up eight yep
0: there and then the other one is uh um when you aspire to do something or when you want to do something the entire universe aspires to help you or whatever it is I I mean, probably so, yeah. Mess it up, but yeah but there's i mean brent just in that story that you shared about that that um at there there's so much power in like like goal setting. I know I'm like Mike and I have talked about this quite a bit on, on our podcast. Yes, but yes, There's so much power in even just like verbalizing that and just saying like over and over and over, and knowing you mm-hmm. know, what your end goal is. And then, I mean, I feel like half the yes. stuff we talk about on here is like how to do some sort of goal setting thing or set yourself up for success. Um, but when you That's know good. what you want to do, it makes it a lot easier to to get there if you know what your end goal is. Mm-hmm. You, you
1: have to go from the end to the begin. Like, you have to know where you want to get to. And I actually talked to the interns. I'm like, you know, we talk about the five, ten-year plan. And you, know, you have this vision where you want to be. But then what you got to do is like, all right, ten years from now, I want to be a clinical coordinator at this clinic, the, the manager. You know, use that as an example. All right, that's what I want to be. Well, okay, what, do, what does it take? Why well, do I need to make sure I have understanding of business and leadership also as a, you know, very good clinician and people skills. So how am, am I developing at least one of those right now? Yes or no. Cause you got to look at what am I doing today to get me to tomorrow? Like what are my mm-hmm. today's actions getting me to tomorrow? Because if my actions today are doing nothing to get me there tomorrow, then tomorrow will be prolonged even further because You're not doing anything. You can look at your actions and say, you know, I'm 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 just procrastinating. I'm not studying for my my PT exams. I'm not picking up a leadership book. I'm not, you know, asking questions. I'm not seeking a mentor who's been there and just asking like, hey, how'd you get there? What'd you do? And also creating that network. Um, So the key is to sit down, reflect, and say, all right, this is where I want to be in five to ten years. What am I doing today, right now, that I can control? to get me there. And the first thing, kind of what you know, I talk about buddy, is belief. I have belief that I'll eventually get there no matter the adversity, no matter the hardships, no matter the, the no's that keep coming my way. If I truly believe it in my heart, then it's going to happen, but I have to believe it. And the problem is, is we live in a world where people have a lot of disbelief, a lot of disbelief in themselves, and they count themselves out. That's what doubt is. Doubt just takes you out You don't want to doubt yourself. You want to find right people to listen to you and tell them what you want to do. But you also have to take time to start doing it and believe in yourself and then start hacking away, reading a book, um, asking questions,
0: and starting to see that progress being made. It's interesting you say that because, I mean, that, that mindset of just like just belief. I mean, if you want to boil it down to just belief itself that you can achieve something, I mean, that's, dude, that's one of the biggest things I see in just the rehab world. And I'm sure you guys have seen it too, is like, you know, you work with patients and if they don't believe that they can get better, they're never going to get better. That's right. And Hmm. it's hard because sometimes, you know, you're battling a lot of things like misconceptions or, you know, maybe they've, they've, they're hung up on something that their doctor said about like what they saw on an Mm x-ray, you know, they can't get over (laughs) the fact that they got DDD. They can't get over the fact that they have, like, arthritis in the back or some sort of changes. Yeah. Or, you know, somebody told them that they've got the spine of an 8 year old man. And now, all of a sudden, their entire world comes crashing down. And they have all these, these like, negative thoughts and these, this doubt that they can't do the things that they wanted to do. Or that they can't do the things that they've been doing previously. And so I feel like a lot of what I've had to learn as a young clinician has just been, I mean, like, the exercises and, you know, all that's completely separate. I feel like a lot of what, what we do as rehab professionals is work with that, that human in front of us. And I'm finding more and more that more of what I'm doing as a clinician is like just talking to people and trying to be almost like a motivational coach and trying to show them that I believe in them so that they can believe in themselves and accomplish what they want to do. You're
1: hitting it spot on, man. You're hitting it spot on. You're making people believe again you're making them saying, this is possible. Because I'm telling you, pain, pain changes the game, and but not just physically, but mentally. It causes a fear factor. It, you know, The lymphatic system shuts down. You just start having this hesitation. And then all of a sudden, um, those, those negative thoughts start swollen in, and they just want someone to tell them that they can do it again, but they also have to feel it. And that's what I love about when it comes to physical fitness and music running, is you start feeling that change, and you start seeing, like, man, I feel good. And that's what people want. They just, in the end, whatever they're training for, what they're doing, but for most clients that um, the PT students are listening to, you're, you're going to be working people that just want to be pain-free. They just want to walk again. They just want to pick up their kid. They just want to get in and out of the car. They want to sleep a full night without waking up constantly. And, you know, I know Mike, for example, you know, with, you've been interning with us. and I know Jake. Mm-hmm. When you, we have to be very cognizant and compassionate When we're, when we're treating, because we're treating and training the mind, we're we're treating and training their heart because first they want to know, does this person, this clinician I work with, do they generally care for me as a person or do they just kind of care for me as a case study? Hmm. And the problem is we, 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 don't want to, we can't see people as case studies. We got to see them as a person that's made in the image of our almighty God and take care of them because they have a purpose and people just want to be pain free. And we have opportunity and students and, and you know, medical professionals, listen right now, you have the opportunity right now to impact and influence a life that's in front of you, and that is just by saying, yes, you can. I'm right here. I'm here with you. Um, let me show you how to do this clamshell. Let me show you how to do this star pattern. Let me show you how this kettlebell. Now I carry that kettlebell. and I swing that kettlebell. Now let's learn how to absorb force and transfer force. And, and what you're doing is you're taking them on this journey, and they're like, wow, one, someone's believing in me. To you, I'm believing myself again and I'm seeing that it could happen. And that's good. That's good on that's good, Jake. I'm glad you're recognizing that because that's what we're really doing. And that's what I do daily is I, I train and I lift up the mind through motivation. And I try to listen to what the person is saying. Cause if you listen, they're gonna, they're gonna tell you, they're gonna give you some hints what's truly going on, which can help gear the way you actually talk to them, relate to them. And also like, maybe like, Hey, this exercise, let's use an exact exercise, for example, it's like, this exercise is really good at getting you to this again. And they're like, Oh yeah, you're right. I do feel that this is very similar to insert movement. I want to get back to <laughs> it's just, so true. I, I like using the funny joke with the military guys and uh, the movie, uh, something about Bob with Bill Murray, baby steps. I'm like, we're just taking baby steps. <laughs> But, but that's what people want. They just want to know that you believe in them. And it's like, look, I'm here for you and we're going to get there and we're going to get there as, you know, efficiently as we can. But either way, you're going to leave here a better person because you're going to believe in yourself and, and, and see that there is hope.
2: Yeah, no, I love that. I love everything you just said, Brent. Um, And kind of like boiling down some of those like big, big key terms, like, you know, I think belief, uh, you know, like uh, motivation and mentorship and just like being supportive. And then also context, you know, I love what you said about the exercise and how you're relating it to something that's important to them. You know, like just providing that context and saying, this is why we're doing this exercise. This is going to get you back to what you need to be able to do. You know, you're having pain picking up your kid. Okay. We're going to do this exercise. So you feel better to do that. I'm here for you, we support you, and all that kind of stuff. You get the mind right, and then everything else kind of falls in place. And then when somebody sure. understands the context, they're even more motivated to do so. So yeah. I think that's great. Because, you know,
1: with, with this world that we live in now regarding of technology, and anybody can Google anything, they can, they can look up exercises, they can look up strength training programs, they can look up almost any answer out there. But why would mm-hmm. that person keep coming back to you, Jake? Why would that person keep coming back to you, Mike? It's because of how you treat them. They can they can mm-hmm. go anywhere, they can go to their own gym. They can build their own gym, their garage, or they can go to a, just a regular, you know, 24-hour fitness gym and do their PT once they're kind of discharged and doing good. But they'll keep coming back to you because they have that relationship that you built, that mm-hmm. trust. And they believe in you because you, you believed you believe in them when they're at their absolute lowest. And that's one of the meanings of life and regarding of like social support is picking up people when they're at their lowest because that point in life, and this gets into like, if there's, um, in anything, that is a point to where it could take them down a very dark road quickly. I'm talking about not just negative thoughts, but thoughts that are potentially harmful to themselves to, to them, thinking is my life even worth it anymore? I mean, that's you know, people. We live in a such a very sensitive world. I say a saying uh, for me. I say I take things personal, but I don't take it personally. Which means I want to make sure I'm intentional with all I do. But if, if someone says something back to me in a, in a way to where I might take it personally, I don't. I don't take it personally because you shouldn't. It's not about me type of world. But you know. What we say, what we do, and how you say it, especially to a clinician, you don't know if they're going through a depressed time. You don't know what they're battling. And you just say maybe a subtle word, you know, kind of like what you said earlier, Mike, about like, hey, this exercise is going to help you get back to doing this. To where really it gets them excited and like, I can't wait to go see Mike again because I get to talk. And he actually listens to me unlike other people. Other PTs said, I won't be able to do this. Other doctors said, uh, I would never be able to run again. But yet, here I come, this guy, and not, we're not, you know, at least what we do, we don't speak fluff. It's not like, oh, yes, you're going to run again. You know, lying is, you know, is deceiving, and deceiving is not the best thing to do. But you want to say, hey, look, if we get about these tasks and hit these objectives, then I'm pretty confident that we can get you here in this time.
2: No, it makes all the difference, you know, and even just like breaking it down that way, you know, you've got the main goal that the person has, and then you break it down into subsection things. We're going to hit this, this, and this, we're going to target these things. Um, It gives, it gives them a little bit of something to focus on too, rather than just being like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to get to this point? You can say, well, if you get, you know, your nutrition under control, you know, we focus on strengthening these key elements in your body, um, you know, and, and let's let's talk through about some of these things, like what, where your motivations are at. Let's understand those kinds of things. You put all that stuff together, and they start to see that there's baby steps that like you had just mentioned before, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. It's a little bit more manageable to take. And then all of a sudden, they're achieving their goal of, of what, whether it was running or whatever it is that they had. Um, so, yeah, that's great.
0: Dude, I, it's it's crazy because you know how, like we, we talked about this before where like you know some days you you kind of lose your why and like why you yes yes you just have those like those like kind of days that, that drag on and you're like what, why am I doing this like yep. I'm not enjoying this right now and then you have those days where you're like okay this is why I'm you know I'm do this job because I love this I had one of those days today. And it's interesting because a lot of that stuff is line lines up with what we're talking about right now, and what what you just said, Brent, about like, you know, basically this all kind of boils down to the fact that, you know, we're if you think about it, even though we're a healthcare profession, like rehab in general, whether you're a physical therapist, athletic trainer, chiropractor, whoever, it's a it's a service industry, right? Mm-hmm. We we work with people. All all we do all day is work with people, and I know it's easy to get caught up with like you know the diagnoses and. Uh, a lot of times we'll be like, oh, yeah, I was you know treating an ACL earlier, blah 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 blah. But you know it's a service profession, and what we do is interact with people for hours every day. And I had two two guys that I work with, two of my clients. This one guy, he uh, um, he's 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 got MS, and um, right now he's kind of wheelchair bound. He can he can get around with a walker and stuff, but um, he told me today he's like. I don't want to go to another physical therapist that's not you because, like, you actually listen to me and, like, you challenge me to do stuff. He's like, I've been in in clinics where, like, you know, they just sit me on a a table or a chair and they make me just do, like, TheraBand exercises. But, like, nobody ever, like, listens to me and, like, will try things that I suggest. And he's like, that's why I like you and that's why I want to keep working with you. And that's, like, when your heart just, like, melts in half and, like, you just have that, like... But and then I, I have I have another dude who he's a guy who I honestly like I really didn't even help him get that much better. Like his symptoms have gone away, but he still has like some persistent like pain and soreness. Um, but he just like really likes me because we like hang out and like talk about stuff. And now I'm treating his wife. I emailed his wife yesterday and like he hyped me up to his wife and his wife loves me. And it's just very interesting because like in the grand scheme of things, I really didn't do anything to help this guy. We, (laughs) I gave him some strategies for like managing his symptoms and stuff like that, but it's that like human connection. Mm -hmm. And like, that's why he's Mm -hmm. recommending to his wife and you know, all this other stuff. And he even said that he's been to a bunch of different PT clinics in town. And he said that our clinic blows every single clinic out of the water because of the quality of therapists that we have. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's just it's just crazy because like at the end of the day I could do anything I could I could rub peanut butter on somebody's <laughs> back or you know make them make them just like spin in circles with like a wiffle ball bat to like puke and they would probably still get better because at the end of the day like it's the human connection that really makes the difference.
2: Uh, yeah. I kind of argue that you did did make him better like uh in in a way like so maybe like physically not so much like perhaps you didn't uh like change all like the performance variables or all that kind of stuff but because you took the time to actually listen to what was important to him because you made that human connection like you just said i think ultimately both of you grew because of that you got better yep
1: that's exactly right man Sometimes just saying an encouraging word or a lending ear, or just taking that second to remember their name, and, and you know, constantly say their name, uh, you know, in a way that's understanding. They're gonna be like, "Wow, this person paid attention. So they noticed me. They they recognize me," because we people are dealing with acceptance issues, identity issues, and they try to you know impose themselves as a different person to be accepted. And that's what I was like in high school. I tried to, you know, change how I acted certain ways to just serve people like me. And instead of just like, wow, this person likes me just for, just for me. And I'm actually hurt and I'm at my lowest and this person genuinely cares. So, and, and it's sometimes it, it's a simple thing. We, we typically overanalyze our purpose. And that kind of leads into one of my you know, sayings is, you know, everybody has a purpose. And the purpose of life is to be purposeful daily, hmm. intentional in anything that you do, that is remembering someone's name and repeating it back to them and saying it later. That is, uh, can you hear my dog bark? She's barking out. I a- this is like a second podcast. She's, she's on a roll and she does it. Um, <laughs> So our you know our purpose is to be purposeful, intentional in everything that we do, uh, because what we're doing that allows us to inspire others to live for a greater purpose, to achieve a higher potential than they thought they ever had before. Because we talk about the human connection, right? But there's also a thing called human potential. I understand there is limits to our you know our, our human selves, uh, but I look at a guy like Jake, and he's you know he has a pacemaker, and he's over there picking up kegs and, you know, deadlifting like 600 pounds. And, you know, like, tell me an excuse there for that reason why this guy is doing this. He's, he's pushing his potential. He has, he's tapping into everything that he's got. He's giving it his all. And in the PT world, you know, students, you have a great example, especially if you work in a basic outpatient clinic, you have, uh, you have a guy come in or a woman and they're just like, you know, they're very lethargic, don't really care. They're just, whatever, but you know, you get them better, they're feeling better. But if you if you just like pay attention and just observe a PT clinic and you see people that are eighty years old that walk in, they get the hip on the hip on the stepper, eight to ten minutes, and then they do some heel slides, and they go in some clamshells, then go on step ups, and they do some leg extensions. All of a sudden you start seeing their demeanor face change. Why? Because they are also working out. They're getting their heart rate up. They're feeling more alive. They're tapping into a potential they never truly tapped into before if they've been sedentary, obviously, but they're recognizing that. And they're like, man, this feels good. I want to keep doing this again, but we have to make them. And it's, I will say it's our duty, um, but it's our joy that we get to have is to help people tap into that potential and say, look, you have an opportunity right now to mm-hmm. to have the best to be the fittest you've ever been, I feel like I'm the fittest I've ever been at almost at age 30 than I was when I was playing college junior college baseball. Um, my mother, she just got done having total me reconstruction and did rehab at Andrews. And, um, she even told me, she's like, like at first she, you know, felt she hated not walking. She hated that. So she started getting a little depressed, and then, but she loved like Mm -hmm. just going, doing the exercises, moving around. She's like, I just feel good. I feel good. This is like, I'm sore though. My glutes are sore. I I am tired. Like, but I just have, I just feel good. And I'm like, see, and that's what you want because. Working out is just for us to make us feel good. You know, not to crush us unless we're training for an event like CrossFit or a politics competition. Then we gotta push ourselves into a very strict training regimen and understand what we're about to get into. But if we're not really training for anything, God created us to move. We gotta move. You know, walking is fine. That's just that's just being active. That's not really physical activity. That's just mm. that's just using what that's just like a car driving. <laughs> walking is, you know, we're just made to walk but you feel good when you move, you know, um, there's actually a book, uh, the brain diet and lifestyle talks about that running activates the whole brain. It's one of the few activities that, and in music, I think was the other one that actually activates the whole brain at one time. So you're, you're completely aware of what's going on and you're feeling alive. You're feeling alive. You're feeling fresh. And that's kind of what uh, my blog is about. It's about tapping into that human potential. It's creating that behavior change, to say, hey, you have that ability, but you got to believe in yourself and get there. And we use you an example, Jake. So um, while we're talking about life, audience, it's my, my life is a, it's a living inspiration for everyone. It's, a, it's an acronym, and it's a faith and fitness blog. But the idea is that everyone has the opportunity to inspire. So, Jake, I'm going to use you an example. Um, if I talk to a gentleman that has a pacemaker, and say, hey man, you can work out, you can do it. And he looks at me, saying, you don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand how challenging it is. You are, you just don't know what I'm going through. So I like what you're saying. You're a good dude, but I don't relate to you, you know. But then he sees Jake working out and talks to him, and finds out, oh man, like you have that too. Maybe I can do it. All of a sudden, Jake inadvertently inspired this man based on how Jake was living and proving to people. That it's not always what we say, but it's what we do. Hmm. I was just rambling on now there. <laughs> <It's> just, Sorry.
2: <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> it, it, makes me, it makes me think of. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> it's my personal
0: hashtag, Brent. Hashtag YouTube's. cyborg strong. And um, In the Instagrams. Follow me on the on the YouTubes.
2: Go ahead, Mike. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I was saying it, was make, it makes me think of work Strong, but, but that also just, like, <laughs> so I was, I, that was actually kind of just, like, a weird, like, brain connection moment that we just had, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> um, but just Would in you general, just like, you know, like, yeah, go ahead, Jake. <laughs> I was going to say, we just, like, et it, like, telekinetically.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was,
2: it was amazing. Mike, Mike was
0: phoning home. <laughs> I'll
2: be in your warm embrace in, in about a week Jake I begin. will meet you with the pumpkin spice latte <laughs> it does, I love it I love some it. hugs
0: see everything I comes full circle here <laughs> <laughs> that's because time itself is a circle and only once you can perceive time as a circle and not a linear construct do you transcend existence itself and, and truly unlock your human potential that's right. That's what it's, just, it's, just like getting, it's
1: just like getting swole, man, because mm-hmm. you never really achieve swollness. You're just always on the path of becoming swole. Like, you just never achieve swole. You always become swole in anything.
0: You just got to become stronger, like the T-shirt that you got for PRing in your deadlift, Brett.
1: I know. Oh, man, that was so funny. So I told Mike that story. Oh. We were working out in the morning, like our crazy We haven't worked out like that in a while. Actually, thank goodness, because those are workouts. I was like, okay, all right, I get my mind right. I got to get pumped. <laughs> I actually have to get like ready. Like I'm about to play a baseball game or something to get me out of this bed. And I walk in uh, before work and we're getting a deadlift. And, and here here you go, uh, guys. I'm talking about, you know, mindset. And I was getting ready to deadlift. And then Jake, I don't know, you're you, can, you can step in if I rephrase this wrong. But I was like, I want to deadlift 400 pounds. And you're like, "Bring." if you deadlift over 430, I'm going to give you uh, a T-shirt. And I was like, all right, done. We put on like 440, 450, I don't know, and I got it. <laughs> I get like a, You know, a giant yell and got and, uh, yeah, me a freaking stronger Elite FTS c- T-shirt. And actually, you know what? I've always loved that saying. They did such a good job at that because it's all about getting stronger. And speaking of being intentional, what I do now – um, sometimes I speak at our, our youth group here, at our local church, or if I'm out and about, or I go for a run, um, I'll wear a shirt that has that nonverbal inspirational message. So I'll wear the stronger shirt. I got another shirt that says overcomer with the Bible verse. I got, um, a dragon ball Z shirt. Of course, gotta, gotta have one of those. And, <laughs> of uh, and <laughs> I'm actually wearing it right now. Train saying with Vegeta, when he sacrifices himself, Against Majin Buu. still gives me tears in time. If you haven't watched Dragon Ball Z, you need anybody who's listening. <laughs> You're missing out. If you want, if you want you to not grow up, if in the you want to understand how tap into human potential, you watch Dragon Ball Z and then go to Dragon Ball Super, and then you'll be super sane, and then there you go, your life is solved. Uh, but no, I, I wear, I try to wear <laughs> shirts now that that have that nonverbal kind of inspirational message. And, uh, I still, yeah, I remember that day, Jake. And like you said, you, you told me, you gave me a, like, basically <laughs> when you did, you didn't give me an overreaching objective. You're like, here's it, here, here it is. It's, you know, at the tip of my fingers, you can get it, but you had to believe in yourself to do it. And I believed in myself and I did it, but you also motivated, like you had no doubt, maybe internally you were like, I don't know if he's going to get this, but I'm going to vocalize support and, you know, speak life into him and like i said man i never would have done that if you weren't there telling me i could do it and i did it and i mean i've deadlifted that much before it's just i haven't in a long time because i wasn't i'm not training for anything to like make me want to deadlift that much you know for my pound for my for my size i guys i graduated high school 155 okay i was a twig turn sideways i disappear so but uh Um, You know, (laughs) that's what I love about you know the human body and the mind, and I'll get to the spirit part too as well. But like watching gymnastics, man, and just seeing male and female what they're capable of. But then you look at elite CrossFitters. You know, I'm I'm astounded by Mm -hmm. watching the documentaries and what they do on fitness on Earth, and just obviously the discipline, the mindset, the the goal setting, but their why. They have to have a why, because like you said, Jake, if that one, that those bad days, that's when your why needs to be the biggest, because your why is going to get you through those bad days. Cause anybody could be good on a good day mm-hmm. what, in anywhere, in any in class, you know, if you're failing a class and you don't know your why is to graduate, to get a job, to support your family or, you know, to, to be an entrepreneur, cause you have a, you have a purpose a vision that's going to actually be out for the greater good, and like you're going to study, you're going to study your butt off in that class because you have a vision that you want to see happen. So you're going to do it. So it's just, um, but yeah, going back to the human body, and then you look at football players what they can do, but then you look at these elite runners. You know how the body adapts and changes to to the outcome that it wants to do. Like the human body was made for resiliency. Uh, to continually overcome adversity, but resiliency, guys, is, is consistency. If I want to be consistent in life, I'm going to be resilient because I'm overcoming a mindset of "I don't want to do it. I'm too tired. Um, I'm not feeling like it today." It's like, shoot, if I if I did things only when I felt like it, I would get nothing done. I would I would actually even go to work less. I don't feel like I want to work today, even though I love my job. But again. <laughs> We're human beings. We get tired. We get, we go through funks, but you can always go back to the why of why you're doing it. So, uh, listeners, I tell you right now, what's your why? You know, as if you're pursuing a, a physical therapy? Actually, I'll ask Mike and uh, I'll question you guys here in a second. Um, but you know, audiences listening is like, think, what's your why? Why? Why are you become a PT? Like, I understand the why is like, oh man, they make good money, and you know, if you get the right area but it shouldn't be for the money because even then confirm. there's going to be some financial, you know, <laughs> outcomes, you know, you have like student loans, et cetera. It's not going to be like you walk out in a bins or a, whatever you want to have. You got to have a why to keep you. Yeah. Right. So, but all right, uh, Jake, we'll start with you. What, what was your why pursuing this, this, this uh, <laughs> profession?
0: Um, I don't know, man. It's just always, it's it's funny because we we talk about like like the the two biggest reasons people join PT school because they want to help people or because they got injured injured in sports. Um, I, wish I, always, yeah, I, <laughs> I wish I was a hypocrite and said it was one of those. I just I just knew. I don't I don't know what it was. It just made sense to me. I always like lifting, <laughs> and um, I felt that to me, like, as I was coming through school and seeing, like, you know, what kinds of things you could do in that, like, fitness and strength work kind of world, it always seemed cool to me that you could do, um, you know, like, basically medicine. I guess the idea that movement is medicine yes. and that you could use exercise to help people overcome things. And so that always fascinated me. And you know being a larger individual, right always being kind of a chunky kid um, and having a lot of self-esteem issues as, as a child in high school and, and you know still to some extent even now um, lifting has always been an outlet for me um, because the more the more uh, I could put on the bar like the stronger I got, um, the more I could kind of fight back a lot of those, like, feelings of self-doubt mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. the, you know, I wasn't I wasn't worth it and that type of thing. And so I kind of got addicted to, like, lifting. Now, granted, in high school, all it was was benching because I didn't know how to squat or deadlift. <laughs> and we didn't have, like, a, like a legitimate coach. But um, that's – lifting is kind of what got me into that world. And then the idea that movement could be medicine and that <laughs> I could become a doctor of exercise or a doctor of movement um or a movement doc or the doctors if you will a movement doc um Um, what did what did what did what i have a question though what did cj
1: say when he's like all right the movement doctor talking to the movement doctors (laughs) what was his what was his spinoff
0: um we'll talk to you about that after the program brent no just kidding uh (laughs) it's it's just funny because honestly like we both came up with those names roughly the same time.
1: I know. I, I saw like, that. I know CJ. We, Jack, we uh, him and I was to oh, really? together. Oh, really?
0: And um, we, yeah. It's interesting because, like, our our YouTube channel, like, we actually started off with a YouTube channel, and we had like a really kind of like not as legit logo as we do now. Back then, um, but we both started basically in Pensacola around the same time. Mm-hmm with very similar names and had no idea that either of the other person existed. And obviously he was more, um, had more of a presence on social media, but, um, he's a cool dude. He, we kind of laughed about it. Um, but, uh, you know, but anyways, back to, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I went down the rabbit hole world me, Brent. Um, but yeah, that that just Mm -hmm. always fascinated me. And so I, I guess part of it was, (laughs) You seeing some of that like self-doubt and, and like lack of belief in myself and seeing that like through movement, I could kind of Mm -hmm. like come out of that and seeing, you know, now seeing, you know, how, how much of a change you can make with stuff like that, you know, like having somebody come in, especially like, I mean, I know all three of us kind of use the SOMA to some extent, um, which You know, there's no, for better or for worse, there's all sorts of different methods of treatment and whatnot. But, um, you know, like you have somebody come in and they're painful with like a certain movement. And then you do a couple exercises and it's like, hey, I can do this without pain again. Like to me, that's just so cool. And so I guess it's kind of channeling those like, you know, latent, like prepubescent high school and and like middle school angsty emotions that are buried deep down inside of my brain at some point and trying to use that to like funnel. Um, I guess
2: the growth and, and change and, yeah. um, wellness of other That's people. Right, man. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of echo a lot of those kind of sentiments. Um, I think a lot of my why comes from reciprocity. Uh, and so my dad, he, he had a heart attack when he was 35, uh, was his first one. Um, and he's had some like heart issues since he's, he's doing better now. Um, but I kind of got to see him at that low point and he went through cardiac rehab uh, and got better kind of got his confidence back you know he really attributes going to, to cardiac rehab is like a big like life-changing event for him because he was given basically you know the confidence to be able to run continue to move forward after that uh you know after you have an event such as like a heart attack or something like that you never know when when something like that might come back again it kind of takes you by surprise a little bit and so um you know, I got to see my dad kind of get his confidence back and, and, and get back to his former self through, through cardiac rehab. And so that kind of motivated me to kind of look into the health profession field. Mm-hmm. And I, I had originally started um, as exercise science, doing clinical exercise science, um, thinking that I wanted to give back, you know, reciprocate and, and be an uh, uh, exercise physiologist in cardiac rehab. And I did that uh, for a little bit. Um, as is working like a, as an exercise specialist too. And, um, just found that there's, a, there's just still, still so much more to learn about the human body in different ways that we can help people. And I felt like I was almost, uh, I needed to learn more so that I could better equip myself to, to help different people that I had seen and, and help them to the best of my ability, uh, get back to where they needed to be so that they could continue to give back to their families and their friends and all that. And so um, a lot of my why stem from that reciprocity. You know, I want to I want to put myself in the best position um, so that I can give others the tools that they need to be successful and do the things that they, they want to do. Um, and and yeah. That's right. It's good. And so that's where that comes from. <coughs> Go ahead. And
0: then we, uh, we met in athletic training school, and we kind of looked at each other like, oh, are you the other dual? And he was <laughs> like, yeah. We're like, cool. Did, we just, speak- the rest <laughs> Did we just become best
2: friends? Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> We we soon discovered that we both had a like a very large propensity for '90s music <laughs> and uh, pop culture. And, um, Super. It's interesting because I, I feel like people think mm. Mike looks much younger than he is, and people think I um, am much older than I am. <laughs> and so it was it was a match made in heaven with our powers right. combined.
1: <laughs> I agree. I agree.
0: Captain Planet. Brent, what would be if you could choose one of the Power Rings from Captain Planet? What would it be? Fire. And you can't. Okay. Okay. Is that? Would you? Did you also choose all the fire type Pokemon? Yep. I got Charmander every time. And are you
1: also I had the
2: Charizard
1: well, card as a kid? I wish I still had it, but I don't. Were you also the Red Ranger? Uh, yes, but ironically, I have a green Power Ranger costume I wear every St. Patrick's day. I missed out this year. Yeah, but, but that's but for the I, Maguires, 5K. But, yes, I preferred the Red Ranger. I actually told my parents, I'm like, why didn't you name me Jason? Why is my name Brent? You should name me Jason, <laughs> the character of the Red Ranger. Gosh, kill me.
0: <laughs> well, that's okay. When I was little, I wanted to be a Tyrannosaurus Rex when I grew up. Well, now you get cowboy the So you know
1: <laughs> that's, that's funny when i can buy one of those costumes and put a cowboy hat
2: on it then there you go d-rex cowboy mm-hmm. that's perfect so let's let's kick this question back to you then uh you asked us what what our whys were and like what motivated us so so what would be your why and why
1: <laughs> that's good um uh, I'll tell you the why to the why. My, I'll tell you the, the real why to my why. So it feels good to do good, like to do good works, to help people. But it feels even better to make people see that they're made for greater, to make them see that they have more and that they're, they're able to push through further than they ever could before. Uh, my personal mission statement, um, I don't know really where it came from, but it just resonates with me and I stuck with it um is to pave a path for others to achieve greatly which means i get more satisfaction seeing someone achieve their goals or my goals because i paved that path i had to help them along the journey or maybe i kind of started i think like picture the roads guys we were driving along the roads someone had to dig out the dirt they had to pave the dirt and get the cement out and, and make that path for us to drive on it all the time and make us freely use it. And I have that opportunity to do that for other people by speaking life, by speaking encouragement. And when I was an actually athletic training student, um, actually, I don't want to take it all the way back to high school. So why am I all about life lessons? Why am I all about life? Well, when I played baseball, I failed a lot. I did. I just failed a lot. Um and my dad would always ask me, okay, how can you get better? What, what what went wrong? And then he'd always tie in a life lesson every single time to when I would go through a failing moment with baseball. He would also tie in a life lesson to something related to high school that wasn't sport related. Here's a good life lesson he gave me. He says, when you step between those lines, regardless cause of what happened that day, it's time for you to focus on what's ahead of you and what's at hand. And then when you're done with the game, then you focus on hmm. homework, you focus on... Us, you focus on whatever else, but when you're in there, you're focused on the game. And so he taught me a lot of life lessons, and that kind of just carried over into my life, ironically. Uh, so I see life lessons in everything. And then when I was an athletic training student, I tidied my own personality uh, to the to the, just my clinical rotation. So when I had my athletic training bag, I took some tape and I taped up my bag. That was a sling around my chest, and I wrote my first ever quote. On there, it was Winston Churchill's quote that success is not uh, final and failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And then I started uh, just Googling motivational quotes, and I just love those mindsets. It, 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 it propelled me, it initiated me to push a little bit further, to go a little bit longer. And that's why I like fitness, because it is the best way to teach grit, to teach us to see that we were able to overcome a, a boundary we thought we never could. That is, be, be a deadlift 10 more, 20 more, 100 more pounds than before. Um, Jake, were you there when I hurt my back when I was trying to squat 405? No, that wasn't Brad was there. You weren't there for that. And uh, I was trying to squat 405, back squat, never done that in my life. And we were doing some weird s- small off. Yes, thank you. Small off and small off, small off my back. Small I was off. wrecked for about. Two months well, yeah. and it was miserable. But then I was like, I gotta get back under the bar. that when I'm healthy, like, <laughs> this would be a fear factor. I'm going be scared. I'm like, I have to do this to prove to myself that I can do it. <laughs> and I did do it. And I was like, all right, done, done for that. But uh, getting back to the matter is uh, that fitness teaches us uh, that grit, and we can feel it. We can feel what it takes. It's like when you're sprinting that last lap when you're running, you know, a mile or five k. You know, coming down the stretch and picking up the pace and just kind of, you're getting to that part where you're like, you are physically spent, but you are a mental place that you're like, you can do this. You can keep going. You can finish. You got this. And then you get to the spiritual side of you that it's just, it's like a high. And it's true. The sense the runner's high and most of those things. Uh but fitness teaches that. We can actually feel that we can capture it. We can look in the mirror, we can see the changes. And if it's you can't really always see a physical change sometimes, but you get a mental change, like I feel less stress. Um, or you look at your neck and your your neck has a little bit less fat than it did before. Um, if you stick to like if you never worked out before and you stuck to a three-day a week workout program and just change a little bit of your diet, you'll see progress. And you'll start seeing that, wow, I am capable of more. And that's what I like about fitness. Fitnesses teaches two things, guys. It teaches us to commit hmm. to, to to a process. And then it also teaches us that we're capable of more. That we have this grit. It teaches us to to, to commit to it and grit through it. And then when we take those same principles and apply it to studying for PT school, or we take a- those same principles and what's that? Or AT school. Or eagle. Or, or AT school school. That's right. They said War eagle. I was like, okay, now you bring that back. Roll okay. time. Real
0: time. <laughs> And, uh, um, gosh, dang it. <laughs> and, you know, it teaches <laughs> us to commit to something. Yeah. And it's the
1: same thing with like your job, you commit to it, grit through it. And all of a sudden you realize when you would quit at a certain <laughs> part, you've actually pushed past that boundary and you look back and you're like, wow, I went farther than I thought. And which means goes, wow, I had more in me than I thought. I could believe in myself more because I saw,
2: myself do this. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's true. And also you never feel more ripped than you do after chest day. And you look at yourself in the mirror for the first time. Just,
0: I don't know, man, I did arm farm with you guys on Friday
2: and <laughs> I was feeling that for a while. <laughs> it's, it's been, our, it's been a new uh, afternoon. Swole sesh on Fridays. Um, uh, just because it's... Well, it looks like... Yeah. I'll be joined tomorrow, yeah. though, Mike. Let's for do that, it. Then. Arm, Arm, Arm Farm, Farm Fridays. Let's go.
1: <laughs> All right. I mean, it. well, it's your last Friday tomorrow,
0: isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to believe. Oh, well, then I'm there. You guys should go Arm Farm and then go to Horizon.
1: Oh, we should definitely do that. Oh, man. Maybe for the weekend. I got planes. <laughs> you got a buddy's wedding. I got a, well, not a wedding, but a venue. <laughs> What do they call it, the rehearsal thing, mm. that thing, that thingy? you know, important stuff before the wedding, the other the important thing, <laughs> the rehearsal.
2: Yes. That <laughs> very good. That's awesome. So we've, we've talked about uh, a ton of just really great things tonight. Um, Another question I have for you. We're running up near the end of our show. Uh, I got just a couple other questions to ask you here. Uh, But for our listeners out there who kind of want to be successful or driven or accomplished, you know, what can they do now that's going to set them up for themselves for the future?
1: That's a good question. Uh, It kind of goes back to what I said earlier. First, they have to they have to begin with the end in mind. They have to have a vision. Have to have what what is the ultimate goal? Sometimes the ultimate goal, though isn't a, a destination. It's just just to keep striving, just to keep believing and pushing yourself further than you were before. I read this really good book called The Wonder of Human Potential, and he used the word continual incremental improvement. And he said, uh, I think he walked into a presentation. This guy was a POW, President of War, and he um, they, he was with another guy there and they did this continual incremental improvement stuff with like pushups and jump rope. And then they took like this mindset when they were there to like their, this business. And basically he walked into this presentation and says, you're going to improve every day, but we get so like freaked out. Like I'm going to improve every day. Like, Oh man, I have to do so much. No, it's just like, it's just being consistent. It's being resilient. It's sticking to what you want to do so if you want to be a leader start reading leadership books if you want to be on just example you want to be a better husband start reading books how to be a better husband if you want to be really good at pt or be a specialist in a specific area in pt start reading those specialist books start reaching out to people start doing just go do it like like you need to as uh <laughs> What was the guess? We talked about it earlier. Shia Sh- LaBeouf. Sh- 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 LaBeouf. Sh- just, just, LaBeouf. you know, do- I'm surprised Nike just, do, just it. do it. But you, but you gotta go. You gotta. You can't do it. say
0: that on the podcast anymore. We're gonna cease and desist letter. <laughs> no,
1: but you gotta do it. But you have to have a why behind it. Like why are you doing it? But you need to just to start doing it. Start hacking away and believe that it will come through. Because trust me, I was in a position just like most of you listening. And, um, I know it's not the end all be all for me. Actually, I think this is more of a launching pad of where I'm at in my life. Uh, particularly, um, I feel like it's more just the beginning. This is definitely not the end At first. I thought this would be the end part, but it's, it's starting to show me that, that God has more in store for me, but we just continually improve. So just how can you improve every day? And you got to believe in yourself
2: for that. Hmm. Hmm. That's awesome. That's great advice. Like, I think it's that like kind the, of ties into... Oh, go ahead, Jake. I was going to say it's like the
0: Arthur theme song.
2: <laughs> what is the Arthur theme song?
0: Um, something, like, believe in yourself, because that's the way to start. When I say, hey, hey, what a wonderful time today. <laughs> Get along uh, uh, with uh, each other. Right? Oh, man. Uh, Oh, Jake, I love you. We're gonna have to put that in the show. I'm I'm looking for it on YouTube right now. Hold on. Here we go. (laughs) Every day when you're walking down the street, everybody that you meet
1: has
2: an original point of view. And I say, Hey, what a wonderful kind of day. Oh man, I remember that song. Yeah. I just love, I love that it's
0: reggae. (laughs) You know, the, i sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Mike, uh, but the Arthur fist meme, have you heard about that? Is that a thing you guys are aware of? So Mm. in the opening sequence, they like zooms in on like Arthur's fist. And like, that (laughs) has become like this like mantra for just like change and revolution and like sticking it to the man. Really? It's incredible. You guys should like <laughs> look it up sometime. It's pretty cool. They've got like a lot of. It's just become a meme. I don't know why, but it's just a. It's just a great thank you internet for
2: doing this. Um, so. I had to look it yeah. up. <laughs> oh my god, this is brilliant. Just, I, I saw it on like Reddit. It's just the Arthur Fist meme.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> the okay, first time when people say Harambe was just a gorilla. <laughs> oh. I feel like we're back in the lobby again with our
1: conversations. Oh, Love it. Um,
0: oh boy. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, I didn't mean to cut you off. was like the second question
2: to that first one. I don't even <laughs> remember. <laughs> Yeah, that was just our, our final question because uh, we're, we're running up here at the end of our show. And so um, we always ask like all of our guests like one question at the end of our episodes and it kind of ties into what you were just talking about. But um, we might as well run through the, the final question here too because we are. So uh, we here at the Movement Docs believe in always moving forward in all that you do. So based on all of your previous experience and knowledge and life and love, uh, the pursuit of happiness, what is one piece of advice that you'd give to anyone listening to this show to help them be the best versions of themselves?
1: I'm gonna hybrid this with two, two answers. Um, one, live a life with no regrets. Um, go with your gut instinct and pursue your passion. Yeah, because when we're on our deathbeds, so you're not gonna think about, man, I wish I had more money. I wish I had this. You're gonna regret the things that you didn't do that you had your passion for. And when it comes to like being a living inspiration for everyone, a living inspiration is a someone that lives by value. That leads by example, learns by experience, but also leaves a legacy of love. What's your legacy? How are people going to remember you by? Are they going to look at you and say, man, that guy inspired me. No, that guy brought me down. She she was always about herself. What is your legacy? How are you going to be remembered? Because we're, all, we're mainly remembered, guys, based on what we do, not what we say. It's We're always remembered by what we do, not what we say. And the second part of that question, guys, so as you leave a legacy... What you remember by, and I want mine to be love and inspiration to people, um, is believe in yourself. We live in a world where people doubt. The people, they have disbelief, and you need to believe in yourself. And once you learn to believe in yourselves, you're going to love yourself. Not saying like it's a cocky, prideful way. You will love yourself in such a way that you're like, all right, I trust. I can go do this. And then once you all understand and look around and realize that, you love yourself the way that God loves you and you start looking around how he's blessing you in your life and, and you're seeing that open your eyes, mm-hmm. you're going to recognize that you have a purpose daily and that no matter what comes your way, you're going to be able to face any fear and say, hey, I'm here. <laughs> so leave a legacy and, and, and believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe in yourself, then... And talk to the one that created you because he believes in you the most.
0: And I believe in you because he believes in me. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that you believe that he believes that you believe, that I believe you believe. He believes you believe that you believe in me, that I believe in you. He believes in you.
1: you make me a believer.
0: I'm a, I'm a yes. believer.
1: A believer? No. <laughs> yeah, we are— can yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Imagine
0: dragons are on point. Jake, I'm pulling out from you. Right, right you're copying my style, man. I'm the one that looks up YouTube videos and plays them oh. on the podcast.
1: <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, and listeners, <laughs> develop a inspirational playlist for yourself. (laughs) Listen to music that gets you pumped up. Listen to the right music. Don't listen to wrong music. I talked to a guy the other day, and I was like, you listen to music when you run? He goes, no. I go, what's wrong with you? Listen to music when you run. It puts you in a great place if you listen to the right tunes. But um, I want to thank you guys for the time. Um, I want to go ahead and commend you guys. You guys believed in something, you believed in this podcast, and you made it happen. And because you believed in it, it started as a thought. It started out in your heart, and now you started through. You don't know what it's going to turn out to be. Who knows if it turns out to be uh, anything more or less, but you're like, hey, this is what we want to do. And that's the point of life, is to just to go through with something that we believe in and just have the faith to start. Um, one of the pastors from Life Church says that like we just need to have the faith to start and And believe it will will work out for the best. And um, I'm just always impressed when people go about things and just start. And that's what I started doing with the blog. I'm just like, I just need to start. I just need to just do it. I can't hold it off any longer because I'm going to regret it. And I want to leave a legacy behind. So when I do leave, someone go, well, I remember this website this guy came up with. Then I want to go back to it because he left a legacy there that is worth uh, living myself. So, thank you guys for doing what you're doing. It's awesome. And mm-hmm. you guys do make people more awesome. <laughs> and Jake, I wish I'd do more of this comical side of you when you're interning with us because then, I mean, we had it, but I feel like we would have not gotten anything done.
0: Well, I, you know, I have to sometimes be professional too. I think also when I was like this when I was with the Skins, like I didn't, they, they had bets on like if they could get me to smile, I think for like the first couple weeks, apparently I just didn't, I didn't smile at all because I was like, so I was so fearful because I was in like this foreign environment. There's all these million dollar athletes around me. I have no idea what the heck I was doing. Right. I mean, I knew, I knew how to work in a training room, but like I, it was a new flow, you know, I didn't really quite know my role yet. And so I didn't, just wasn't sure how to act, so I just was quiet, and I, like, didn't really come out of my shell. And um, and finally, one of the the uh, ATs made, they just made, like, a stupid joke, like, one day before breakfast, and I laughed. And then they, like, for the entire year, they wrote the date down of the day that I first smiled,
1: yes.
0: and it was on the board. Yes. And so it was probably like that. I mean, when I first got there, like, you know, I was, I'm, I have a tendency to be shy and kind of not like standoffish, but I I try to observe and take everything in. And then, you know, when I see opportunities, you know, do what I can. And so it's probably just that man, just work and busyness. Um, I definitely, like the movie
1: just friends be yourself, be
0: yourself. (laughs) No. Yep. Have you no. guys seen
1: Just Friends? Have you
0: seen that movie? Uh, It's with... Isn't it with Brittany Murphy? Yeah, and, Ryan Reynolds. and Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Yeah, it's like he, he was ever. like... Yeah. I've seen parts of it. I, I haven't. It's been a while. But I know he was like... He used to be like really chubby and like was in love with that one chick. And then... Is that is that right? Is that the plot? Yeah, you're on. it. I know he's like super big and then he comes back on to like to like his hometown or something like that. And he's like dating that like superstar musician, but he doesn't really like her. He likes the other chick and yeah, Christmas, (laughs) something like that. Well, that's good.
2: Well, Brent, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to be on our show. Uh, If anybody is listening to the show, wants to get in contact with you or look up your blog or any of that kind of stuff, what's the best way that they can do that? Uh,
1: The website to the blog is living inspiration for, as an F-O-R, org. You could also go to Facebook and type in living inspiration for everyone to follow the Facebook page, or you can go to at l.i.f.e underscore fitness for Instagram posts. Um, and also my personal page, I do a one minute encouragement. Uh, be hard ten um, on myself because again I've also been convicted. I'm like if if I'm going to inspire people daily, I want to make sure people see my personal page as well. Uh, I want to be I want to be real everywhere I go, not just a show or just kind of like put on a persona. All right, when I'm doing this stuff, I'm inspirational, but over here, I'm I'm not. Um, so those are where you check it out. Um, when I do content, I kind of just do what I feel like it. Um, when, I, when I feel a good message coming on to post, I don't really post. Um, I took a little break to get some more titles and work on some content, but I normally post about bi weekly if I have something coming.
2: Awesome, perfect. So we'll put make sure to put those in the show notes too for anybody that's interested and wants to to check that out further. So, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in this week where we spoke with Brent Hardy. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or have a topic that you'd like us to discuss, shoot us an email at tmdmovementdocs at gmail.com. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Bye, Jake. Bye, Mike. Love you guys. Bye,
0: Brent. I love you. I love-